Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. So glad to have you with us today. Today, we are doing our final episode in this three-part series with author Biff Price. And uh, Biff's been a real blessing uh, to all of us. And today, we're going to discuss, going to have a little writer's quorum here. We're going to be talking uh, mainly with Biff about uh, how do you write? What's the technique? Uh, How do you approach certain things? You know, and there's there's, everybody has different disciplines and different ways they tackle this uh, really an enormous task to to write a book. And uh, some people look at me and go, how in the world can you write 300 pages of something, you know, there's inspiration there that goes along with it, and we get some help from above. But uh, beyond that, there's a lot of different things that each one of us do, and they're they're very different, uh, depending on who you are and and what your approach is. So, Biff, it's great to have you again for this uh, episode number three. So, let's dive right into it. You know, um, writing a book is not an easy task, is it? It's not an easy task, but it's something that you, uh, you know, I I have had people all my life say to me, and I'm sure you have too as a writer, well, someday I'm going to write a book. And I used to just smile at them and walk on. Today I stop and look them in the eye and say, well, why don't you? And they say, well, and they make excuses. And I say, well, if you think about this, if you write one page a day, just one a day, anywhere from three to 400 words a day, at the end of a year, you'll have a 365-page <laughs> book. Now, typically, from what I read, uh, the typical novel, let's, let's not talk about nonfiction for a moment. That's, that's, that's where we'll begin in nonfiction. But the typical novel today should be between 80,000 and 120,000 words. And that's what they say. And they, they call that what we used to call a beach read. A beach read is a book you take to the beach and maybe you're on vacation and it takes you a week to read it or what have you, reading so many pages a day, and that's a beach read book. Books can't be too long, they can't be too short, or what have you. Of course, the, all of the rules that are made for that are all violated anyway, but people do what they do. So writing is something you shouldn't be afraid of. Another reason people won't write a book is they're afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid about grammar and syntax and blah, 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 and whatever. And I say to people... Well, your first job is to write the thing. Just write it. I don't care about your mistakes. When do you deal with them? Later on. Write the story, whatever it is. Get it written down. Whether it's nonfiction or fiction, write it. Get it down. Then you can go back and edit it. Or get editing help if you can't do it yourself. Don't worry about spelling, grammar, syntax, blah, blah, right. blah. You'll go crazy with that. Absolutely. You can you got to think about your ideas, right? You got to get some ideas down. I know that uh, when I approach a book, um, I used to, when I first started, I was, you know, I'd write a page. Oh, and I'd scrutinize that page like a thousand times, you know. And then as time went on and I began to learn the process and uh, I would just, you know, I'd forget about that. You never be afraid of your first draft, just let it fly, right? I mean, that's that's what I do. I just let it fly because I want to make sure that uh, I'm getting what I want out, you know, that I don't choke it off by, you know, all that. Like you're saying, it's really, really good advice. If you're out there and you're writing right now, uh, get your book done. Write your book, you know, get your beginning, your middle, your end, and then go back 
and tear it up and 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 you know do this and that and the other thing um but th- there's also um a certain discipline to writing though right i mean like you say you know if you can write a page a day you know <laughs> but sometimes you just you know i don't know i'm gonna write today and then sometimes that can that can write slide into many days can it well i i'll, I'll use myself as an example um I wrote short-form stuff in broadcasting for 14 years. I wrote commercials. And you say, oh, commercial. I talked about that the last show, how long they are and what have you. But it's like being uh, work in a forced labor camp. <laughs> Let me explain why. We had 10 or 12 uh, sales reps in the operation that I worked in with 100 different employees and what have you. And a lot of advertising agencies produced ads that came in, and we, we, we reviewed them and put them on and so forth. But we had to write ads, too, for local uh, people that didn't have an ad agency. And writing an ad is, you could, okay, the ad's got to get on tomorrow. I used to watch people I would hire, who they come in to be a copywriter. And they'd sit there, and they'd look at the typewriter or the IBM Selectric or whatever they were using later on the computer, They'd sit there and look at it, and they'd agonize over it, and then they'd write it, and then they'd rewrite it, and they'd rewrite it. I don't write that way. I couldn't write it because there was no time. Right. Get it, it, the, the general rule of thumb is get it done, and that's what we had to do. That's what you got to do. You got to just get it done because all that can choke you off. You know, right. well, I put a comma here. Did I use the right word there? Can this phrase be longer? Should it be shorter? If you're out there writing, write your characters, right? Your characters have got to be strong. Some people, you know, have great, you know, ideas, but the characters have to have a little meat to them, don't you think, Beth? They have to have meat, and they have to be believable. And I'm going to draw a contrast between uh, nonfiction and fiction. Let's just take a look at nonfiction for a moment. I don't care what you do in life. You're going to be required, in many cases, to write stuff, whether it's an email or what have you. The problem is you hear about schools doing away with cursive writing, um, not emphasizing creativity. Uh, people are reduced to texting with OMG and LOL. I mean, this is what they've done to the language now, so people don't pay a lot of attention to that. The craft of writing is to try to get to the point. And the problem with many writers when they're young, and I don't care if it's fiction or nonfiction, this is what young inexperienced writers do. First, they tell people what they're going to tell them. Then they tell them. Then they tell them what they told them. I mean, it's silly. It's just like, well, how much exposition do you need? Get to the point. Your story's got to move, right? It's got to move along. And for me, uh, as writers, I think we all know our strengths and our weaknesses, you know, if we're honest with ourselves. And I certainly know mine. Some writers get into a lot of details. Some are more to the point without so many details. Somewhere in the middle is where you, you have to be. For me, when I'm writing, I'll write a chapter. And then the first thing I do the next day is go back and read it. And then I'll see, well, geez, you know, I introduced this character, but I didn't really say enough about him or her. So, you know, so now I got to drop back and I do a little bit of that. Do you ever find yourself, you know, doing things like that? I do, I do go back, but because I spent so much time in my life as an editor, editing material of other people, it trained me to edit, self-edit as I write. So I don't make anywhere near the mistakes now that I did years ago because of that training. That training has helped me. I want to comment on Russ Scalzo and his books. I've read at least five of his books now from cover to cover, and one thing Russ does is tell a great story. 
And the other thing that he does is he internalizes, too. He tells you what his characters are not only saying, but what they're thinking. So there's a lot of thinking and introspection in his characters when he's writing. And this drives the story forward because you said, well, you know, this guy's thinking or she's thinking or he's thinking or what have you. It's part of developing the character as a believable human being. Somebody said years ago, what is fiction? Well, fiction is the fiction writer writing the fiction and the reader agreeing to the suspension of disbelief. In other words, to be able to fall into the story and get so immersed in it that you get caught up in it and you go along with it and you enjoy it right to the end. And Russ's characters are like that. They take you someplace. I do it a little bit differently, but I use a tremendous amount of dialogue in my in some of my back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to develop the characters of the people. I don't so much go into the mental thing, but you see them expressing what it is that they're thinking. Because what you want to do is you want to make them believable. And I had a woman say to me a couple of years ago, who's a friend, she said, she was reading my short stories because I was sending the manuscript steward to, to look at, and she's a, a dear friend. And she said to me one day, boy, I wish these were true, meaning since they're fiction, they're not, but I love these characters. Yeah. If somebody says they love Russ Gelzo's Jack Bennett or Frank, the FBI guy, then you know you scored a hit. And that is to make the character believable and love the story that's going on with it. That's true. You have to do your best to make them come alive. And I'd suggest, like Biff's passed on uh, his manuscripts to someone that he trusted, uh, I did the same thing when I wrote my first book, On the Edge of Time. Thank God for three or four readers that I had. That was my first real novel, you know, 500 some odd pages, you know, you, you get to the point where, is this any good? You know, because you're there, you're involved in it, you're in, all wrapped around it, and, and some days you think, ah, oh, this is really good, and other days you go, oh, I don't know if this is really that good. And you need to have some objective opinions and, and people that will not just criticize, but someone who will, you know, encourage you on if there's changes to make or if there's this and that to do. Uh, they'll do that. And I had, I was blessed to have that. I had people that, when's the next chapter coming, you know? And so I might not have finished that 550 page book, which turned into 1100 pages of two books without encouragement. And I think we all need, you know, we all need that once in a while. We need that little bit of push saying, yeah, this is really good. I enjoy it. Keep going. Yeah, you don't be afraid to tell your story. That that's that's number one. Number two, don't be afraid of grammar and syntax and all that stuff. I remember a class I had years ago, and one of the great lines, and it was, "Don't try to commit an act of literature. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to tell a story and entertain people. You're not trying to commit an act of literature. You don't have to be William Shakespeare. Uh, you just have to be who you are. Now, that's another thing that I learned in broadcasting. Years and years and years ago, when I got became a disc jockey, uh, I was hired by a company, and I went to work, and uh, I was working with a couple, couple of guys who were far more experienced than I was. And one day, the boss calls me into his office, and I'll never forget this. And he looked at me, and he said, Are you so-and-so, naming one of the other guys I worked with? I said, No. He said, Well, are you so-and-so? I said, no, I'm I'm not him. He says, that's exactly what I'm trying to say to you. I don't want you to be them. I want you to be you. If you don't have a style, that you then develop one, make one, create one. So I began to think, well, 
what should Biff Price be on the radio? And I developed a style, and I got better and better at it by doing it. It's like riding a bicycle. I tell this to to, uh, students. I still do some teaching. I tell this to students. When the first time you get on a bike, you fall down. You skin your knee, and you yell for mom. All right, then you get back on. You back, Maybe at some point they take the training wheels off, and you fall down even more. And then you get better and better and better. Writing is like that. If you write and write and write and write and write, you get better at it. Don't be afraid of it. It's a skill. And if you have the desire to tell stories, and they're fun, or you've even told stories to young people, your own children, or whatever... For heaven's sake, that is uh, something that not everybody can do. Not everybody can write a book like Roscalzo or me. I understand that. But a lot other people could write if they tried to. They're just simply afraid to start. Well, I think when I started writing that first book, I wrote 50 pages and stopped. I stopped for like whole six months, seven, eight months, whatever it was, uh, until uh, a buddy of mine looked at it, and he goes, I love this, you know, and all of a sudden the light came on and said, maybe I can do this, you know, and uh, it is. You just got to dig in and go for it. It's like anything else right in life. You know, you have to you have to go for it, sit down and say, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to get it done. And uh, you look back on it and you've come. It's a journey. Well, I never wrote any fiction till I said 2004. And when I wrote that book, I started writing it one day. There was something that happened that inspired me, and I started writing this book. 280,000 hours later, I stopped and said, this is getting silly. i got to end this thing, because it was like I had this thing pent up in me all these years. Now, since then, I've taken a lot of words out of that original manuscript, and it still exists. But I got... I got carried away. I got it. First, there's 500 pages, then 700 pages, then 800 pages, and it got insane. And I finally said, "No, I can't. This nobody's ever going to read this." Well, someday somebody probably will read it because there are a lot of other things in the world now that I've done since then. Discipline is something you learn on the job, whatever it might be. I don't care what you do for a living or where you are. If you want to be a writer, discipline plays a role in writing too. If you're going to write. Well, my advice is write. Well, what do you mean? Well, make sure every day or every other day or whatever day it should be in your schedule, you sit down and you write. And as I said, if you only write one page, write that page because the page is done. And don't be afraid of deadlines because you're writing for yourself and you're writing your story. Now, nonfiction's different because maybe you're writing a self-help book or maybe you're writing a field you work in or maybe you're writing about behave, human behavior or whatever you're writing about. And whatever you're going to do, and that's another thing when we get into publishing and those whole all these other issues we haven't even gotten into. But the thing is... Make sure that you check out first whether there's a lot of people. If you're doing nonfiction, make sure there's a, there's not a lot of people already in your topic area that already did what you want to do. Right. Do a little research. And, and the computer today makes it possible for you to do all kinds of research pretty rapidly. So that's a great tool. Fiction's a different animal. It's your story. Nobody else's. You're telling the story. Tell the story. That's all. And I do have a word. I I told Russ I was going to uh, share a, a wonderful word uh, with him. It's anti sesquipedalian. <laughs> anti sesquipedalian. And I'll tell you what it means in just a moment. Part of the problem in writing is you, if you don't know who your target audience is, 
you can be in big trouble. Let me explain. In writing, there's something called the Gunning-Fogg Index, G-U-N-N-I-N-G hyphen Fogg, F-O-G-G, Gunning-Fogg Index. It's a formula that was developed many years ago that you can apply to any written material to determine the education level of the people that are going to read your material. It's based on three and four and five letter words and how many words are in a paragraph and blah, blah, blah. You can look it up, Gunning-Fogg Index. You can apply it to anything whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Whatever you do when you write, know who your target is. If you're writing for children, that's one thing. Uh, Years ago, uh, comic books were written at a sixth grade level. Uh, Time magazine was once upon a time written at a 12th grade level. That's no longer true, but we, we don't need to get into that. 30 years ago, the average American read at the ninth grade level or below. Today, that's fallen all the way down to sixth grade, believe it or not. We're not a nation of readers like we used to be. But you've got to think about who are you aiming at and what kind of language are you using. My language when I write is fairly simple. All right, anti-sesquipedalian, A-N-T-I-S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-E-D-A-L-I-A-N. Do you know what it means? I have it means no idea. <laughs> somebody who's against the use. Are you ready for this? I'm somebody ready. who's against the use of long words. <laughs> it's a long word used to say somebody who's against the use of long words. So I think it's silly, really. You need to, you know, write intelligently. But come on, you know, who are we trying to impress? When you finally get your book out there, you know, you're going to get reviews. How thick is your skin? You have to write your story and just be proud of it. If you're you know, new at this, get yourself an editor when you're all done and let that person look through your book and you know, do it and it needs to be done. It's still your story. And it's important that no one can tell your story like you can. Biff, it's been great having you here, buddy. Well, Russ, it's been great to be with you, and uh, we're going to write together and write individually, but the, what, our best advice to all those out there is just keep writing. Amen to that. Keep writing. Come this June, you may find us in Ocean Grove at a thing called Bridge Fest, and we're looking forward to uh, maybe a little personal appearance there, signing some books, having some fun, talking to all you folks. Thank you so much for listening. This is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. Remember, keep looking up. The King is coming.